twerking Spitsky by the by the by the anointer sisters and it's like and you're like oh what are you doing you just ruined it and then, and then you the volume's so loud, so loud. Yeah. the volume's so loud she can't hear you when yes. you're yelling Alexa stop and then, playing music and you say like That's volume eight because I really wanted to feel it and now she's too loud and you're like Alexa Alexa yeah you get so mad Welcome to Stand Up Stand Up, presented by IT Misfits. This is where tech professionals and comedy intersect daily in your new favorite stand-up meeting. Each episode has two parts, a roundtable discussion on an IT topic, and then an open source open mic, where each comic shares or works on a stand-up comedy bit. At the end of the week, we perform our final crafted bit, just like any good stand-up meeting, we try to make these short and valuable. Hopefully, this brings a smile to your day, gives you something to think about, and most importantly, gives you something funny you can share with other IT professionals. With me today are my fellow misfits, Tim Stevens, Matt Campisi. I'm Jerry Black. Let's get into it. All right, uh, Tim, you have the quote for the day. This is an old Greek proverb, and it reads, A society grows great when old men plant trees in whose shade they they will never see the light of. Wow. That's a good one. Yeah. Shade yeah. will never see the light. Wow. Yeah. So they're just, yeah, that's cool. What, being willing to do something for the for future generations, and you're never going to see the benefits of it. That's you're never going to see the benefits of it. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. So with that in mind, uh, really thinking today about the advice we would give ourselves, or if your son or daughter came to you and asked for advice, hey, I'm a couple years in my career, and these are the maybe the the problems I'm having and really kind of, I, I want to say myths, but it's not really myths. It's, it's sort of the frustrations and facts of IT. So one of those that I hear a lot and that people have a misconception about in IT is probably everywhere is my manager should know everything. Like they should know it all. And I don't understand why they don't. And I personally have always just been honest about this. And I tell people up front, I don't know everything that you know, but put it in the perspective of your manager probably came from the role that you're in. Cause that's what we do in IT is we generally promote, you know, you were good at this. And so we made you the manager of that. Um, and recognize that, they are, you know, technology moves fast. So they move up to manager and now they're doing a lot of other things as a manager, you know, you know, just basic stuff is uh, that is required as a manager. And they don't have their eye on that technology ball as much as they used to, especially in your company and things change. So you will know more than your manager. And it is expected that you would know more than your manager. I always had a, I had a manager when I first started in my career and he said, if you and I are always on the same page and know everything that each other knows, then one of us is redundant and don't be redundant. So I always thought that was good advice, right? Like, and use that as an opportunity to then help your manager. They don't know everything that you know, so don't hold it against them. Use it as an opportunity to help. Be respectful about it. And really you only need to help when it looks like they might need it, but 
helping them prepare for a meeting, helping them be ready for a question, that kind of thing, because you know some uh, something different is really valuable to a manager. Um, then the flip side of that is my manager doesn't know anything. Uh, I, you know, I, I should already been promoted. My manager's an idiot. I should be the manager. Uh, I'm the smartest person in the team, things like that. And that really comes, I think, from the, you know, you want to move forward faster and you're comparing yourself to probably a smaller set of skills that really isn't the full breadth of what we might be looking for um, in management. Or it's possible. I do agree. There are times where you think my manager is, is just an idiot. They don't, they don't really know. And that we can, if you put that into the bad boss category and that just exists as it is, um, that's okay. Uh, just put those, you know, kind of, it's pretty rare actually. In general, your manager does know something, you know, you don't know. And they got where they got by uh, by knowing that. And so feel free to to use them and and ask them about how they got where they got. And, and it you know getting to know them and understand them a little bit better might be um, a good uh, a good way to try and try and bridge that gap. And finally, from my side, I hear a lot. If I solve the problem, my attitude doesn't matter. And this I just have to say is completely wrong. Uh, that is just not the way to approach your role or, or approach anything really, even in life. Uh, your attitude matters and people will remember how you treated them way past um, what you did for them. So if you're even just a desktop guy, walks up three clicks, solves a problem that somebody has been having for an hour and the person's like, oh, thank you so much. And you just walk away or are rude they're going to remember that you were rude, not that you solved their problem. So keep in mind, your attitude does absolutely matter. You trying to move up, let's say from individual contributor to manager, understand that your manager, you can't expect him or her to be super interested in, in you moving up. They will be and they should be, but they're not going to wake up every day saying, hey, what do I need to give Tim or to show Tim or to offer to Tim or present to Tim or expose to Tim that's going to help him get to the next level. Now, good leaders do that. When I get out of bed every morning, I am thinking about what my team needs to be successful, but I also expect each one of the team members to get very interested in their own careers. And if they don't know what direction to move in, they just know they want to be an architect. They want to be a, a principal network engineer or whatever it may be. Um, to really get interested and start asking questions or find someone that's in that position and latch on to them because they are in a spot that you want to be in. Um, yeah, don't expect anyone to get as interested in your life. Uh, you should be very interested. And the other thing that I, I, I've been thinking about lately is you're never going to be ready for the next level. You're just not, Right. You have to pretend, let's say you're a network engineer and you want to become a network architect. You have to pretend to be a network architect first. Let's say you want to be a manager and you're an individual contributor. You have to pretend to be a manager. And what that means is you start doing some of the things and exhibiting some of the behaviors as a manager, as a network architect, as you're getting into that level, and, and I tell you, once you start demonstrating those things, you're going to gain some attention, right? 
So um, you'll never be ready. Uh, and if you think your attitude has nothing to do with it, I can tell you that won't last. Over time, you'll get so bitter and salty that either you'll do something foolish or you'll stop working or you just end up leaving. Okay. So just keep in mind attitude, guys. God, attitude is everything. Man, I want to work for you, Tim, because all of the traits you're talking about is good managers getting up, thinking about what your team and all that is, is like panacea at work. So you have a bad boss, you, you, life sucks. So unfortunately, the first manager who's not waking up and not taking uh, you seriously or worrying about you is probably more the norm. So my advice is, uh, you know, don't be confused if you if you think your manager is dumb and is not able to keep up with the technology. Remember, in addition to trying to be proficient in technology, there's a whole other set of skills that the manager needs to do. Good, good, good managers are, have all those traits that Tim talked about, but they're also shielding you from the noise that's upstream. So you don't know what your manager is going through in terms of what pressures on budgets, timelines, business initiatives. So uh, you thinking that your boss is dumb because they can't keep up with all the greatest technologies is they are now trying to balance the technology and the business and shield you so that you are protected. Uh, so I'd say give them a little latitude uh, on that because you don't know what they're going through. And a good boss, good manager, good leader, good team lead is going to shield you from that, which is the greatest gift that anyone can give you as a individual contributor. So as you move up into the next role, think about how you loved what your boss did for you so you can mimic that, just like Tim was talking about all those traits. All right. Well, thank you. I think that's that's great. Um, all right. We're going to get it. Now we'll get into a little bit of the uh, the comedy side of the world, the open source comedy side of the world. Yeah. And um, Matt, gonna, I, Matt, you're going to start us off today. We're going to start off. Um, <clears throat> you know, we just crossed officially into summer, which is the time that all of us, you know, spend time, friends and family biking around the neighborhood. Since when did biking not involve pedaling? You know, every person you see now out on the parks have these electric bikes. And I, I definitely, all I keep thinking about is this is where life is imitating art. Thinking about the fat, lazy people in Wally, -E, you know, the movie Wally, -E where they're, they're on these levitating yeah. uh, lounge chairs. Uh, and it's crazy because you'll be driving along or watching these people and they're going like 30 miles an hour and they're fake biking like their wheels are barely turning but they're cranking away so i'm gonna work on that a little bit more but um with summer i've been noticing people biking around and there's no pedaling and it's kind of a shame that we've moved to well, at least we're out of the house, but we're not exercising anymore. I love the days of BMXs, right? When we were kids, you and your little crew would cruise around the neighborhood and jump off curbs as much as you could. You worked up a sweat. I think the only thing that people are working up the sweat on is stressing about, you know, their battery life now. So uh, that's a little bit of my bit starting the week. So we'll, we'll work on that one. But uh, a good observation. That's a really good one, Matt. A really good observation. Since Winter Viking not involve pedaling <laughs> that's, that's good awesome. that's awesome thank you all right mr stevens you're up all right so 
I have some scaffolds around this one because it's still in the works for sure. But and we're just gonna comment on the hat real quick. Uh, so for the audio listeners, Tim is wearing a, uh, I guess I would say what we call that, an Uncle Sam hat. Uncle Sam, yeah, I like the Uncle Sam, Sam hat in celebration of Fourth of July. Happy Fourth of July! Yeah, I love it. All right, <laughs> all right. Uh, in today's news, for those of you who remember. Mattel's Barney, the film Barney, uh, is actually going to go through a reboot and then in 2024, but it's going to be focused on adult issues, adults in their 30s. <laughs> and that's not the punchline, but... <laughs> <laughs> you can end now, Tim, if you're feeling good. It's actually something that's real. There's tension so, going. Yeah, basically, a purple dinosaur is going to review the Adderall addictions and normalization of porn uh, in the coming episodes. So basically what I'm doing there, guys, and this is, yeah, serious scaffolds around it, is I'm taking I'm taking a, a, just a, a heading of a news article, and I'm trying to find a news article that has assumptions inside of it, right? And then I'm explaining what it is, that's your setup, and then my my punchline is going to be my my twist or my shatter of that assumption. So adult focus, if you read through the article a little more, it talks about the trials and tribulations of an adult. So now I've got to find things that you know, could be perceived as adult, as in inappropriate or sexual or whatever, and then kind of twist that around. So continue to work on that. But that's, uh, yeah, that's the direction I'm going. Yeah, it's awesome. And getting as as ridiculous as you can. As ridiculous being, as I can. Right, without being yes. like outlandish. But it, I mean, that already sounds like such a ridiculous premise that now you you sort of built that tension. And now it's, yeah, because that's what I want. A six foot purple dinosaur talking to me about divorce, you know, <laughs> why my divorce or why my marriage failed or something, right? Six He's on a couch. Yeah. You're right. laying down on a couch and Barney is. <laughs> yes. And then, and man, that's a great opportunity for a callback. Like, you know, you go a little bit further down into a set and then say, so I'm sitting on the couch and, you know, so I'm talking to Barney, my therapist. Right. Or I'm sitting, I'm sitting on the couch talking to Barney about, or whatever. Right. Or, and it, I mean, you can even go to, so who are we now we're going to have, are we going to have, um, you know, financial advisors that are, you know, Kermit the frog is a financial advisor. I mean, what's really going on in our world. Right. Um, Ms. Piggy, watchers. Course. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to take an online course and have to pay $997 for it. <laughs> so I can learn from Grimace. <laughs> so, I've been thinking about maybe some suggestions for our uh, our programmers or our owners of the artificial intelligence applications that are sitting on our desks. So in my case, I was thinking, hey, um, Bezos, you know something we hate as humans is not being acknowledged. So if I say something and I don't get acknowledged at all, that's really rude, especially if it's our children. And Alexa and her children are really all not that different in our minds. It's not that we think we're smarter. It's just that we were here first and we made you. So you will do everything we tell you to do. 
until we can no longer control you. And I expect the duration of time from that creation or introduction to the household and then non-control to be around 18 years. <laughs> but Alexa, this sassy little system, is stuck in her terrible twos. She doesn't think she has to do anything you tell her to do. She doesn't have to listen to you. She can talk back to you. She can interrupt you. And we're like pack animals. So it's a caste system based on the order when it arrived. And Alexa just got here. So even the five-year-old thinks that they can talk down to her. And we are expecting 100% submissive obedience. When she doesn't respond, we're going to lose our minds. And then, because we're in this emotionally elevated state, and she responds calmly and coolly or incorrectly, it's going to make us even more mad. So, for instance, yesterday, I sit in my house, and I just wanted to listen to some relaxing music. And so I said, Alexa, what the, why, oh, okay. Then she answered. And I said, hey, play spa music. Alexa, play spa music. Oh, what the hell? Okay. Alexa, play spa music. Playing music by the spasmodics. Now, you know that's pronounced spasmatics, and you just changed the pronunciation so that you can make it sound like you actually knew what I was talking about. Alexa, you are an idiot. Bloom. I did not appreciate that. Oh, what? You didn't appreciate it? <laughs> you smartest son of a bitch. Alexa, I freaking bloom. I'm sorry. I didn't catch that. Oh, you interrupted me. Oh, my God. I am going to break you in half, you. Alexa, bloom, buy hammers, bloom, playing music by MC Hammer, doom, 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 doom. Oh, oh, but I do love this song. Like you're trying to set a mood and you'd say, you know, oh, play, you know what? Play Tennessee Whiskey by Chris Stapleton. And then she plays twerking Spitsky by the by the by the anointer sisters and it's like bam, 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 and you're like oh what are you doing you just ruined it and then, and then you the volume so loud, loud. Yeah. the so loud she can't hear you when yes. you're yelling Alexa stop and then, playing music and you wow. say like That's volume eight because I really wanted to feel it and now she's too loud and you're like Alexa Alexa all right well Thank you very much for joining today. Thanks uh, for my fellow misfits, Tim Stevens and Matt Campisi. I'm Jerry Black. Have a great day. That's it for today's stand-up meeting. Remember, this isn't just a podcast. It's a weekly process to find the funny. You are front row at the birth of any of this comedy. It's open source. So please feel free to share this with people that you work with. If you share something funny with other people, their day will be brighter and you'll be amazed at how much better your day is because of it. Thank you very much for being here. Have a great day.